The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we have Ryan Gilbert and Joel... Ryan Gilbert. <laughs> Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. How the fuck are we doing tonight, boys? Dombrico has had the highest scoring game this season so far between two uh, great hockey teams and the Sharks and Coyotes. And we have some more, hopefully, we have some more uh, actual games to talk about for tomorrow. I'm uh, freezing my balls off over here, boys. We're getting record low temperatures in Vancouver. Minus 15 degrees yesterday. <laughs> so I'm struggling. That's your record we low. Some... Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're we're a bit more soft compared to you uh, prairie or prairie Ontarioites, whatever you call yourselves. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing so good over here. But uh, as far as the hockey goes, that 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 warms you up pretty good. All these goals fire all over the place. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed the holiday break and had a nice Christmas and uh, I'm stoked that hockey's back. Finally, let's go. Yeah. We had a short little pause over there. It's good to see that the league's getting everything going again. Hopefully it sticks around and stays that way. Uh, before we jump into everything, everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website. Uh, we say it every show. If you're looking to win some money on any other sports, you know, maybe if it's a sport that you're not too knowledgeable on, like I say, every show, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but I've won some good money betting on college sports or college hoops. And uh, same with the NBA. NFL's got about two weeks left going. It's bowl season for college football, even though there's been a shitload of postponements, which kind of sucks and cancellations. But still, head over to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And of course, our favorite place. Shout out to everybody in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel, especially the hockey channel. Guys, we say it every show. Check out the Slack. That's where Ryan's throwing in lots of live bets. 
Joel's always going back and forth, left, right, and center to chatting it up. I'll throw in the odd KHL bet or something like that. It's a great place to be. So shout out to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel and shout out to all of our pals in the hockey group. Yeah, Slack's not just for work. It's not just for the your nine to five job. You know, we have a fun Slack here. There's a hockey channel. There's a channel for every sport, like Talon said. Bowl season, you got the, the New Year's Eve games coming up. So make sure you join there. And also make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast feed wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. If that's on Spotify, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey s. You can now go leave a rating and review, follow us, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, and you can rate on Spotify now, which is pretty cool, right? So if you're listening to this show, you know, you got your phone out and you see the little stars up there, you know, throw a couple down for the boys. Help us out a little bit here. Warm up Joel <laughs> over there with his record low temperatures. <laughs> All right. Well, last show, we didn't have any picks, obviously, because there were no goddamn games for this foreseeable future. But we did do a bit of discussion here. Um we're uh, we're gonna start something cool up for our locks, dogs, and total segment of the show here. Joel, why don't you tell everybody what we got planned? Well, I told you all about this last time. Uh, we're just keeping track of our locks, dogs, and totals because I'm a very competitive guy. I mean, uh, in my family, my grandfather, my grandma, Opa and Oma, my Opa, he always got mad at my Oma, even though that she uh, she was fucking the bed and 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 doing some bad bad plays in the card games so that, that that's where i get this <laughs> competitive nature from so i think that it's only fair to do a little competitive uh balance here between us uh we're just going to keep track of this i told you all last time and uh, i'm off to a good start we'll talk about that later i love how we're like oh we're gonna we're gonna do something new and different everything all we're just doing is keeping track <laughs> of our <laughs> but it's probably for the best and you're right it's good to see who wins and uh We'll have a nice little contest and get some money going on for that. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into that later in the show, and that'll look forward to updates on uh, future shows and how we're doing. Uh, with that being yes. said, boys, let's uh, let's move into some uh, NHL news and discussion. Uh, looks like first – oh, shit, I meant to have this pulled up right away. Give me one second. First thing on the docket, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, Brad Marchand tweets his thoughts about the NHL players not being able to go to the Olympics. I do have the tweet here uh, if you want me to read it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, at the NHL and end at the NHLPA uh, can change the rules of the CBA to add taxi squads so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which has already been agreed upon that players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during the pandemic, regardless how many games are missed. Yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor their agreement that made the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not bullshit. And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. So it sounds like Brad Marchand's willing to go. I kind of like it. And word around the league is that a lot of people are feeling the same way, but nobody wanted to be the first domino to fall and actually go out and say it. So uh, good on Brad. I don't know what you guys are thinking here. I, I agree with that. I think he has, he has a good point there. The players that are going to miss it are going to choose to miss it. That's them. If they have to like sign a waiver or anything, if they get hurt, they're going to miss out on pay. That's fine. If, if it's their choice to go, if they want to go. I saw him or someone else likening it to how international soccer has their players on loan or whatnot. I I don't follow that closely. I think Joel does, but I feel like that's after kind of their season. So it's somewhat different, but it's the Olympics, what, two or three weeks? I mean, teams are going to play five or six, seven games. Like it's not going to be a huge portion of the schedule. Miss like 10, 20% of the schedule. I feel like it's, 
that's something that had to be discussed beforehand, but it and unfortunately it wasn't. But I feel like there's a lot of a lot of players like Marchand that are thinking the same way. Yeah, there's a big difference between FIFA and the IIHF in that <laughs> FIFA has a lot more power. <laughs> so that's why they can uh, kind of bully the European leagues around and, and they can get what they want as opposed to the IIA, IIHF, which is dependent on these uh, domestic leagues. But yes, uh, this is what I was saying all along. The players want to go, and despite how much the media fought against that, they never they never shared how much these players wanted to go. They They tried to tell us that the players... They didn't want to go. They didn't want to forfeit the paychecks. They didn't want to do all this. But after the fact, all these players are coming out saying they wanted to go. So I'm not believing the media. So uh, I, I love that Barb Marchand's book out now, even though it seems a bit late. I wish more of these players spoke up before then. We know that uh, Sidney Crosby is also working behind the scenes, trying to get these players to uh, participate and get involved towards going towards the Olympics, but uh, all for naught, apparently. Um, the owners, the league, the media, they all got what they want. I wish we could have had this event going on. It sucks for a lot of players. They're not going to be able to play for their country. And, uh, yeah, it'll be another four years before we get to see them, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks, but uh, we'll still get to see uh, some good teams at the Olympics, even without the NHL players. I think the, there's enough quality in the... European leagues, KHL, and the North American minor leagues, even that we get something something feisty going on in February. Yeah, it'll be good, man. I think it, we've talked about this before. I think we even touched on it pretty deeply in last show or uh, two shows ago or something like that. But fuck, I just wanted to see these guys go and see, like we said, you get to see Crosby playing with McDavid or something like that. And the fact that it's coming down to the fact that the players don't even get a choice. Like, I understand, like you brought up, the owners obviously don't want to risk it. They don't want to pay any money. GMs are worried. Coaches are worried about potential injuries, things of that nature. But it just sucks, man. Like, if they want to go, let these guys go. You know guys like Ovechkin will be over there in a heartbeat. Crosby will be over there in a heartbeat. I would love to see Ovi just go on one-on-one with some dust fucking demon from Belarus or some shit like that. Burn the guy's ankles and score two goals and one shots and some shit goalie. But <laughs> I don't know. That's just... That's- that's the difference, right? Between the owners, they just think of it as business. They just want the money. But the players, they do it for the passion, right? Like, they, they made enough money to afford doing this, right? They can go without a month's pay or whatever it is in order to play these games. So that that's what sucks. You know, you want to see these these games played in a passionate level. You don't want to just see it as a business, right? That That's that's how I see it anyway. Yeah, it, it just sucks all around. It sucks for the players. It kind of sucks for the viewers. We're not going to be able to see... Ovechkin, we're not going to be able to see Crosby and McDavid, like you said. We're not going to be able to see all, all these top players. But also, like, the silver lining in it is that we get to see, we might be able to see some some upsets, some underdog stories. We'll be able to see, everyone loves watching Germany. the World Juniors. We'll be able to see kind of some, some players that maybe aren't, people don't know about, aren't household names at all, be able to kind of make a name for themselves. So in, in that way, it's kind of cool. It's just, we were sold this bill of goods of being able to see our the top players battling it out for Olympic gold, and, and that's not what we're going to see. And the players, too, they had to give up some stuff in order to go over there, right? That was part of the CBA agreement. And now they're forfeiting that because of the whole COVID bullshit. So, yeah, it sucks for them. Um, you'd like to see them get some kind of compensation for this, but it doesn't look like anything's coming. Uh, yeah, they just money wins in the end. The owners get their way, and that's the way it goes. 
All right. Well, uh, Ryan, you brought up uh, the World Juniors there, so let's jump right into that. We've had a, what are we, two days in, three days in now to the World Junior IIHF Under-20 Hockey Championship. We had a kind of a bummer that happened today, or I guess it would have been yesterday when you're listening to this. Um, Team USA had to forfeit the game against Switzerland due to COVID. That kind of sucks, guys. Obviously, we uh, we don't want to see any games canceled, but uh, for a team like the U.S., who's been pretty strong and no, but they were top two, top three favorites to actually win this tournament. It sucks to see them have to uh, give up a game due to COVID. Yeah, it sucks that it's just two positive tests are, are what it takes for a game to be forfeited. But because based off that, there's going to be another game forfeited. The the Swiss captain had a positive test for the first game, so he missed the first game. Swiss got a win by forfeit against USA. You know, we're going to end up seeing like a medal game forfeited, and it's just going to be a complete sham. Yeah, I don't see a happy ending to this tournament based on <laughs> what's going on so far. I mean, every league in the in the continent is just suffering all these COVID injuries. Uh, everyone's being postponed. So I don't see if there's only two positive tests. I don't see how this this tournament goes on like this. Um, this will not be the end of it. Uh, it's really sad. This tournament's not going to end well, which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, if you're holding a Canada ticket. Like I am, you're happy that the states keep losing these games because of forfeits. <laughs> but at the same time, you'd really fucking piss if it happened to Canada. And that, you know what, it probably will happen in the end because it's not going to stop here. You know, this um, this new variant is 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 taking over everyone. So, uh it's 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 a sad sad state right now. Um, so I I just hope that nothing happens. But I really doubt that this thing continues as planned uh you don't want to see it but why why do you have to lose a game because a, a team has two people on the COVID list it's just ridiculous like what if they had a brought or instituted like a like a taxi squad or something for the world juniors where you can bring a couple extra bodies in case you do have a couple guys to get COVID you know I guess maybe it brings the potential for more players to get COVID I understand that but I don't know just thinking out loud there yeah, or like just make a bubble. I don't know like how long it takes to do that. But just like book some hotel rooms, shuttle them from the hotel to the arena, and that's it. You know, it sucks for them just having to do that. But that, I feel like it that's last year. what they're doing Great. anyway. They're all not drinking age. They're all not going out. They're all focusing on hockey. And also, if this is the only postponement which or forfeit, which is probably not, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much because four of the five teams in each group advance to the – to the quarterfinals or whatever so just a matter of, of seating and stuff but it's it's a slippery slope here with with one four forfeit could turn into two or three with all the contract contact tracing and stuff like that you know that drinking age in alberta is 18 so yeah i was are, gonna uh, say <laughs> <laughs> there are a few guys that could drink there connor bedard maybe not connor bedard yeah <laughs> all those nerds want to do is sit and, all the nerds want to do is sit and fucking play fortnite or something stupid now anyways right so they're used to just sitting in their rooms doing nothing Exactly. Yeah. Now, I tried to pull something really greasy when I got the notification here, boys. So I got a notification from the score app saying USA is forced to forfeit game to Switzerland. And I went to Betway immediately <sighs> and threw 50 bucks down on Switzerland win draw win at like 25 to one or something crazy like that. And I was just hoping like maybe I'll get a greasy one here, you know, because I got the bet in on time before they closed it. They closed the thing like two minutes after. Unfortunately, they just gave me my money back, but you can't fucking blame Damn. a guy for trying, eh? That sucks. All right. Um, we touched briefly on a taxi squad there uh, for the IIHS. Maybe would have been a good idea. Maybe not. But we did get some confirmation out of the NHL. 
Uh, the NHL doesn't tend to bring it back a six-player taxi squad till early February, I believe until the All-Star break, just to kind of help uh, help the games continue and run through then. Why the fuck didn't they just do this to start the year? I mean, taxi squads aren't great for player development. If you want players on there that are going to ha- actually have like a positive impact on your team, it's going to be your top prospects, and they're not going to be getting regular playing time at all. So I see it from that perspective. But also, yeah, we, we saw what happened last, last year. We saw what happened over the summer with the Delta variant. So we knew this could be a, a possibility, but they didn't, they didn't see it advance. But yeah, have every team, if they knew this was going to be a possibility with a taxi squad, maybe they'll pick up some some veteran minimum contracts late in the offseason just to get some guys that, you know, can plug in and play third line and fourth line and not completely be out of it and also not hurt their development. But yeah, at least they instituted it now, but it's just, it might be too little too late. Yeah, they're just trying to copy the NBA now, you know. The, the NBA is just throwing bodies at the problem, right? They uh, For every, every guy that gets sick, they get to like, <laughs> Take on one or two more guys to, uh, <laughs> so they get just a whole bunch of scrubs playing these games. But it's better than that than the alternative of just keep postponing these games indefinitely. But the good news is that the CDC or whatever they they uh, say that the recommended uh, uh, quarantine time now is limited to five days as opposed to ten days, and the NFL has taken that advice <laughs> up immediately, of course. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully the NHL falls suit and we don't have to wait 10 days before these guys get back to playing and it's only five days. So hopefully that helps things going forward. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, the taxi squad is a good idea, I think, just to get these games going because you can't postpone these games indefinitely. Otherwise, we'll be here all winter long just horribly postponing these games and just having a horrible time trying to figure out who's playing whom. And uh, yeah, uh I'd rather see the a few AHL guys getting to these games rather than just postponing them all the time. So let's just get these games played, right? Um, it's only the regular season. The better teams will still make the playoffs. Um, I don't think that it's too unfair to rely on a few AHL, CHL, WHL players in the meantime. So I, I think this is a better alternative than just <laughs> to keep postponing these games. So otherwise, it's just fucking... <laughs> Castle season till summer. No, you're right, man. You know, any hockey is better than no hockey, right? So we'll take what we can get at this point. Eh? Yeah. What's a joke, though, is that the taxi squads are through the all-star break. And that's the joke. Why is there an all-star game? If players can't go to the Olympics, you're making them go to, I don't know where it is this season, but but there, there's an Vegas. all-star game, whole all-star weekend. I, I guess, okay, Vegas is, is kind of cool. But, like, you're having everyone go to Vegas, which I'm sure maybe by that point won't be great. And, like, it's just it's so clearly how it's all about the money for for the league for the owners and everything like they they don't care about what the, what the players want and it, it's it's been kind of evident it just it just sucks completely for for what we're seeing right now with the game that's exactly right like you get suspended for a few games if you don't go to the all-star break but if you want to go to the olympics <laughs> god damn you <laughs> cancel the olympics like get rid of the fucking all-star game let them go to the olympics that's the real all-star game because they actually care about those games not a fucking 10 11 game you know like a three-on-three fucking mickey mouse <laughs> shit i hate all sorry i'm getting wired up no it's true it's a game of bullshit scrimmage like nobody gives yeah. a fuck about it. you might as well be out there just playing beer league i got buddies that are high as shit shit hammered playing better hockey than that at fucking sunday beer league in newcastle so get these guys fucking out of there cancel the all-star break or make their reason for the players to want to actually give a shit about it but until oh. then 
probably their not going to happen. Their, their reason is there's a big $1 million for the whole team to split. Like, oh, oh great. Who cares about that unless like some rookie makes it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's brutal, and it's been brutal for a long time. So eventually something's going to have to give, you'd hope. College football's championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for not only bowl games, but hockey, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. There's plenty of bowl games coming up, but there's plenty of hockey games coming up as well. There's some Flyers games I'm looking to go to. I'm going to be checking out TickPick for those tickets there. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge. It That lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their tickets. If you don't believe it, you can find better. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So visit TickPick today at TickPick.com/sgp. That's TickPick.com/sgp. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of from shots to goals and everything in between. You can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections to win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed sport entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the, the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, gentlemen. Well, Joel vented his frustration on the All-Star break. We know how we're feeling. Let's take that energy in here. We got a six-game slate on Wednesday, December the 29th. Are we fucking ready to go, boys? 
Let's fucking get into it right now. All right. We'll kick it off. First game on the docket. We got the... Oh, it's a shit game. We got the New Jersey Devils against the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. Uh, New Jersey money lines paying off minus 130. Buffalo money line plus 110. The over-under is set at 5.5. Overpays minus 120. The under plus 100. I'll kick us off here, boys. These teams fucking suck. Buffalo is shit. New Jersey's fucking shit. I don't think either team can score a goddamn goal, but I also don't think either team can get a goddamn save. So I'm taking the over and under completely out of it. Give me New Jersey money line minus 130. Uh, give me the over in this one. Sloppy play. Defense is on turnovers. going to be plenty of chances that even a beer leaguer could finish. I mean, the, the goalies aren't great. Both teams allow over 3.4 goals per game. Over-under set at five and a half. Uh, over is only minus 120. I feel like this is a game where we're not going to get 15 goals like the, like the Sharks and Coyotes got, but those are, are two teams that aren't that great, and we saw how sloppy they were. So I, I like the over here. I kind of agree with both of you guys. At first, I looked at Buffalo, but after seeing all the guys on the COVID list, the, the odds are stacked against them, even as an underdog here. Uh, we got Alex Tuck already. He's injured. Um, Dylan Cousins, he's out with COVID. <sighs> Tage Thompson, he's been a pleasant surprise to the Sabres. He's out. And the Sabres, they're just, uh, they can't they can't defend, right? So you can't take the Sabres at this point, even as an underdog. I like the, the Devils here to win. I do like the over better, though, because we got our friend, the Eric High, the... <laughs> Luko Pekalukunen in net there. And uh, Mackenzie Blackwood hasn't exactly been covered himself with glory this year either. So I, I would say the over here. I don't have a strong bet either way. But if I had to bet it, I would lean to the Devils and the over. Yeah, I mean, Devils, they had a good start of the season, but they've kind of fallen apart. And they might pick it up against the Sabres here. But yeah, like I said, I don't have a strong play in this game. Yeah, you mentioned the Sabres have a few guys on the COVID list. And all, all the Devils have on the list are Thomas Tatar and backup goalie John Gillies. Or he might even be a third string by now. So the Devils kind of have as full of a squad as you can hope for them. So, yeah, maybe the minus 130, like, like Talon said, could be a good play there. All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slate here. We have the New York Rangers against the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in the Sunshine State in Florida. Uh, looks like New York money line pays off plus 135. Florida money line minus 155. The over-under is set at 6. Overpaid off minus 115. The under minus 105. I got two plays here, boys. I'm really liking the over here at minus 105. Um, there's nothing more that I love than a fucking goalie game. And I checked the COVID list. We should be good. I believe we're expected to have Igor Shosturkin in net for New York and Sergei Bobrovsky, who's been playing pretty damn well this year in net for Florida. Uh, Shosturkin stats, 13-3-2 record, 2.05 goals against average. That's insane. 0.937 save percentage. That's through the roof and one shutout. And my boy Bobrovsky, 12-3-2 record, 2.46 goals against average, 0.917 save percentage. This has goalie game written all over it to me. I also kind of do like New York money line at plus 135 as a dog here. Uh, I don't believe Jonathan Huberdeau is playing for Florida. I think he's on the COVID list. Mm -hmm. And Artemi Panarin might go in there and just fucking have himself a game. I'm liking uh, New York money line. I also do like the under. Yeah, th those are my two plays here as well. Like you said, Huberdeau is in COVID protocol, as is Owen Tippett and Mackenzie Weger. So those are... There's some key guys there for Florida. The Rangers are only really missing 
on the COVID list, they have Gorgiev, backup goalie. Shostarkin should be back for this game, like you said. Lindgren, Kevin Roney, no one really, none of their top guys were on the COVID list. And yeah, I don't under, I don't really get this line how the how the Panthers are minus one fifty five here. It should be a lot closer to a pickup, and maybe even the Rangers a, as favorites here. I mean, they beat the Panthers already four three at home back in back in November. So I really like the Rangers here as a value dog at plus one thirty five, and I also like the under a lot. Well, I can see why the Panthers are favorites here. They've been the better team all season long, but at minus 160, it is a bit of a stretch. I think the Rangers should be around plus 125-ish. So it's a bit of an edge on the Rangers' side there. But uh, like Talent said, I, I do like the under better. Shostarkin's been awesome, of course. Uh, one of the Vezina candidates early in the season. Bobrovsky's been great. Um, and we've seen the Panthers. They've just... They struggled early on the last uh, couple weeks, right? They they've had to come from behind, and they've lost a few games they should have won. Yeah, again, I I can't find a play I really like in this one, but if I had to play one, I I'd, I'd pick the Rangers side. Even yeah, at plus one forty here at, at DraftKings right now, I think that I would take the dog. Also, to, to to the point of the under, you you could see these two good teams here. You could see the coaches say, okay, we saw what happened Tuesday. A bunch of sloppy games, defenses on turnovers. You could see them trying to play a lot slower game, take take care of the puck, maybe see a low-scoring game here. You're not going to see that from from teams like the Devils and Sabres that we just talked about, but but good, solid teams might be able to kind of take, take care of the puck and, and see low-scoring games. Yep, that's a damn good point, bud. Uh, moving down again to the 7 p slam here, we have Nashville Predators against the Washington Capitals. The game itself is in Washington. It looks like Nashville money line pays off plus 130. Washington money line minus 150. The over-under is set at 5.5. Uh, over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Joel, what do you got for us, bud? I got to apologize, you boys. I mean, so far through three games, I don't have a strong play. <laughs> and this game is no exception. Based on what we've seen these teams early on the season, they both surprised me. I think they're both better than what I thought they'd be. Predators, based on their goaltending, strong goaltending, capitals, they're just scoring at will, letting a few too many goals in, but uh, we expected that at least. Um, I would lean to the over here based on the fact that uh, Predators have been letting a few goals in on the road than they have been at home. Um, and the capitals, you know, a strong over team. Uh, their goalies have been suspect. The defense is pretty shit. And, of course, the power play is rock solid. Uh, I think that Backstrom's back in now. He, he had COVID after he got injured, but I think he should be back in here. Uh, I don't have a strong play in this one. Uh, I would lean to the over 5.5 just based on what we've seen today with the crazy amount of goals. So uh, I, I will lean to the default and take the over 5.5. Yeah, I, I lean to the over here as well, but I also like the Capitals here a lot for, for one big reason, and that's Roman Yossi is on the COVID protocol list. He leads the Predators in points with 29 and 30 games. He plays nearly 25 minutes a night. Those are 25 big minutes you're going to have to kind of fill the gap with. And then the Predators, you're gonna, they still have Ekholm, but they don't have the depth there on defense. So I feel like the Capitals, they have a lot of guys on the covered list. They have Oshis on the list. They got they got Sprong, Justin Schultz, Nick Jensen. Uh Guys like that. So they could struggle, but like you said, they have Backstrom back. Ovechkin is still going to be on a tear. He's going to be pissed off with no Olympics to go to. You could see him put up a few maybe. So the over is a good player, but I also do really like the Capitals. Minus 150 is a bit long, so I wouldn't hate the puck line here. I feel like if they win, they're going to win by two or three. 
All right. I'm going against the grain a little bit here, boys. I kind of got a, two plays, and they're pretty much the same plays I had in the New York-Florida uh, game. I'm liking the under 5.5 at plus 100. Solely what we talked about earlier, UC Saros has been absolutely unreal this year. He's been playing well. Ilya Samsmov expected to get the nod for Washington. Hasn't been too bad either. Washington does have a lot of guys on COVID uh, in the COVID protocol list, like Ryan just brought up too. Might be kind of uh, might be kind of hurting a little bit, especially with a home game. They might be a little sleepy, a little lazy, sleeping in their own beds. And let's not forget here, I do like Nashville Moneyline as a dog at plus 130. Boys, these Preds are still on a seven-game winning streak here. So if I'm Nashville and I'm saying, hey, I know we had a little bit of a pause due to COVID. The entire league was shut down. Let's make sure we pick up exactly where we left off. And a strong game on the road could be exactly what they need and what they're trying to go for here. Yeah, it definitely hurts having no Roman Yossi. But you know what? Maybe it's my bias with having this team pick to win our little playoff pool that we got going on too. But uh, I'm uh, I'm hoping for a bit of an upset in Washington with, uh, with the Predators. So... Give me Nashville Moneyline plus 130 as a dog, and give me the under 5.5 at plus 100. Not overly confident with either of those picks, but I'm willing to take a bet on them. Uh, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slate here, we have the Edmonton Oilers against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, game itself is in St. Louis. Looks like Edmonton Moneyline pays off plus 110. St. Louis Moneyline minus 130. The over-under is set at 6. Uh, over pays off minus 130. The under pays off plus 110. Fuck, I don't even know here. Let me look. What does Edmonton have on their COVID list? Is it bad, boys? Do you know? Uh, Puyarvi's on there. He was on there on the 18th, so I don't know if he'll Dar- be eligible to come, up, to come off. Darnell Nurse, Zach Cassian. Yeah. Oh, that's not great. And then St. Louis, it looks like Ivan Barbashev, Robert Batuzo, Dakota Joshua, and James Neal. Both teams might be able to get by here. Oh, fuck it. I've taken too many dogs. Give me the Blues minus 130 money line. Yeah, this it's it's these games coming out of a break. You really never know what to go with. So, I mean, I like the Oilers here as dogs plus 110. They kind of fan their offense a bit. Five goals in each of their last two games before the break. But they haven't played in, in 10 days. They haven't practiced much. But I, I can count on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl more than I can count on the Blues top guys to kind of come out of the gate without having any practice time or anything like that. So I like the Oilers here as dogs plus 110. And as, as always, I feel like the over an Oilers game is, is always a good play, especially coming out of a break with sloppy play and some defensive zone turnovers. Yeah, all these Oilers guys have been out for a while now. You'd have to think that they'd be back in by now. I mean, it's been almost two weeks since these guys have been going on the COVID list, some of them. So I think we get a couple of these guys back. Even if not, I think the fact that McDavid and Dreisler are still in there, like that's their whole team, really. I mean, fuck the goaltender, fuck the defense. How about those two guys? <laughs> if they're playing well, they're going to win games. Um, the rest of the team is just fodder. But, yeah, I, I like the Oilers here as a dog. In fact, I love them, especially because the, the Blues, they've also have their own COVID problems going on, and they're a lot more recent, so there's no way these guys are getting back. Like, Bertuzzo's pretty important. Barbershev's a proper center. Robert Thomas, he's a good player, too. And David Prawn is a proper goal scorer for the Blues. So these guys are all out with COVID, and they've just been putting on their own. Jordan Cairo, too, I'm just seeing now. These guys <laughs> are more important to the Blues than the... The Oilers guys are in, in so far as missing games. 
Um, so I, I love the Oilers here in this spot, and uh, I love the over as well because both goalies are not playing well. Um, we've seen this Oilers team. We, we saw it coming. We, we knew that their goaltending performance would not hold up, and that, that's been the case the past few weeks, um, whether it's Pugliarvi or uh, uh, who's the other guy? Whatever his name is, he's not been good. <laughs> Yamamoto? <laughs> Yamamoto, he's fine. The Oilers goalie. <laughs> they got Koskinen? No, not Koskinen. Mike, Mike guy. Smith? No, no, no. He's been out. There's Koskinen and the other one. <laughs> anyway, he's not been good. Whoever Mike, Mike is. Smith, Mike Smith's back, I think. I'm going to look it up right now. Yo, fuck Mike Smith. <laughs> Uh, it was, it was it just is. the anniversary of the uh, the butt goal a few days ago. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, Stewart Stewart what? Skinner. How how can we forget? Yeah, Stewart Skinner. That's it. Wait, Stewart Skinner and his nine sixteen save percentage. You're disrespecting Stewart here. I'm I'm not going to stand for it. Okay, well you can believe in Stewart Skinner, <laughs> but I will not. I will take the over here, over six minus one thirty. That is my best bet in this game. But I will also take the Oilers as a dog because. I didn't give you nothing for the first three games, but I feel very strongly about this one. Uh, Oilers and the dog here. That That's the play for me. That's the kind of insight you can't find anywhere else, folks, in the <laughs> Hockey Gambling Podcast, all these sports gambling podcast network. <laughs> Moving down to the 10 p.m. slot here, we have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, the game itself is in Seattle. Looks like Philly Moneyline plays off plus 115. Seattle Moneyline minus 135. The over-under set at 6, over-paid off, minus 105. The under, minus 115. Ryan, take it away, bud. Flyers oh, as dogs here in Seattle. You, you already fucking know where I'm going here. But the Flyers, <laughs> Katori is out, but they have they have Drew. They got they got Hayes back. They got Frost back. They got, they got, they got enough guys down the middle. Their, their defensemen are all intact. Carter Hart's on the COVID list, unfortunately. Martin Jones has held his own in between the pipes, and... It's the Kraken, guys. The Kraken are not good, especially with a few of their defensemen, Adam Larson, Vince Dunn, on the uh, on the COVID list. The Flyers already beat the Kraken 6-1 this season in the second second game of the year. Kind of a beat down there. So I really like the Flyers here to come out come out hot in, in Seattle. Well, I'm sure any regular listeners know how I feel about Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer. So <laughs> if you know that, then you know I'm going over because this is a prom spot for goals. Over six is only minus 105. I love that. Uh, both teams can score when they're playing bad goalies. And, you know, when they've been letting in goals, they've been firing back, too. So this just screams like seven, eight goals to me. Yeah, like you said, the the Flyers have some firepower. The Kraken actually are a bit higher scoring than I expected going into the season. But that's because the goalies suck. So they have to uh, compensate with some uh, more aggressive play going forward. So, yes, give me the over six at minus 105. I love that. And But you know what? If I had to play a side here, I would play the Kraken because Martin Jones sucks more than Gruber. <laughs> That's a tight one, eh? All right. I'm, uh, I'm riding with my boy Ryan on this one. I'm taking Flyers money line at plus 115. I have a bit more faith in Magic Hands Marty than Joel does. 
But let's take a look at Seattle's COVID list here. Jamie Oleksiak out. Carson Sorcy, I think he was the first ever goal scorer for Seattle. Doesn't matter. He's shit. The team's shit. Fuck him. He's out. Adam Larson out. Vince Dunn out. Ryan Donato out. Mason Appleton out. And also, forward Brandon Tanev out for the season with a torn ACL as of December 27th. Fuck the Kraken. I'm taking the Flyers. Plus 115. Paint me orange and black and paint me like gritty, baby. Let's fucking go with the Flyers. Yeah, I like the over here as well with Joel. I mean, two not great goalies here, but also do Alexiak and Salsi are are out of COVID protocols. So they're back, but who knows how they're feeling. And yeah, still love the Flyers. Still love the over here. Right on. All right, boys, moving down to the last slate we have on the Wednesday docket at 10.30 p.m. We have the Vancouver Canucks against the Anaheim Ducks. The game itself is in Anaheim at the Quack Palace. I just named it, and I fucking love it. Uh, Vancouver Moneyline plus 100, Anaheim Moneyline minus 120. The over-under set of 5.5, overpays plus 100. The under minus 120. Joel, what do you got, dude? I got a, a better name for stadium than the Crypto.com stadium in la the quack palace that's a lot better than fucking Fuck crypto yeah. currency shit i don't know uh i like the over here we see that boudreaux's got the guys firing again you know he's got besser and Pedersen. they've got going i've been saying this every episode they've been struggling the first few months but uh he's got them uh getting their confidence back and the the ducks they're no longer an under team they're they're firing away uh, they're going all out. Um, they're actually even on 16 and 16 with the over and under, which is a surprise because uh, last season they were dominant to the under. But uh, uh, books are catching up, I guess. But I, at this point, over five and a half and plus 100, I love that because the Canucks are finding their scoring touch. The Ducks, they're no longer the defensive juggernaut they were. Um, John Gibson isn't quite as good as he was last year because he hasn't been asked to do as much. Like last year, he was asked to carry the team. This year, he actually has a team in front of him. So, yeah, I like the over five and a half here at plus money because both teams can score as they've proven all year. Uh, at least the Ducks have. Um, I, we, we're missing Trevor Zegers, Sam Steele with the COVID stuff. Zegers is very important to them, of course. But at the same time, we've got Tyler Myers out with COVID, uh, Tucker Pullman as well, Travis Hamannick is out as well. Uh, so these defensive injuries for the Canucks can't can't hurt our campaign for the over. So I like the over here, and if I had to pick a side here, I would pick the Ducks as well. I think that this is where Boudreaux's momentum stops. You know, they they lost the momentum after. Uh, uh, a postponed game or two before going to this break. I think that this is a, a hard spot to get up for against Anaheim. I think that Anaheim is the right side here. And uh, better yet, bet the over. I'm not so sure there on the over. You do have Demko and Gibson still, two two pretty good goalies. But I, I do agree with you on the Ducks. They're 10-4-3 uh, and three at the Quack Palace this season. Uh, they've already beaten the Canucks twice, twice so far, so they kind of have their number here. They outshot them 43 or no, they got outshot 43-30, but the Ducks won in in overtime, and the Ducks outshot them 38-27 in, in their 5-1 win in, in their last meeting on November 14th. Like you said, I feel like the, the Canucks, their hot streak kind of, this break kind of cooled them off a little bit. Bruce is not going to be giving it to you in Anaheim on, on Wednesday night. <laughs> I, I like the Ducks here at minus 120. 
Yeah. Boys, we're, uh, we're riding this one together. We're all on the fucking Ducks money line, minus 120. Give me a quack, quack, quack. I like it. Um, Ryan, you said everything I was going to say there, man. Ducks are 10-4-3 at home, and the last game, they thumped the Canucks 5-1 to on November 14th. Now, it is kind of sketchy because the, uh, the Canucks are on a six-game winning streak coming into this, but like Joel brought up, they might have got lulled over on COVID there. It's the reverse explanation I gave for the Predators on their <laughs> seven-game winning streak. But it fits my fucking pick, so I'm going with it. Give me the Ducks money line minus 120 at home. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale, and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adapter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com SGPN. All right, guys. Well, to all of our, uh, our listeners here, we it's currently 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 29th, and the odds for the Thursday, December 30th games have yet to be posted anywhere. We're going to go through the games here and give you a bit of, you know, a little pick here, whether it be like a money line pick or maybe look out for an over-under, but we don't have any odds to give you as it currently stands. I got a theory for this, boys. December 30th, just so happens to be my fucking birthday. And Vegas oh. knows that we don't want to give this kid any, uh, we don't want to give this guy any fucking anything to bet early because we know he's got the birthday luck on him and he's going to fucking take him for every penny they got. That's why those cunts don't have the lines out yet. But stay forward. Look forward <laughs> to that. We're going to give you the insight on the picks we have. We have seven games on the Thursday, December 30th. Gentlemen, are we ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. First game on the docket, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, against the Florida Panthers. Looks like the Battle of Florida here. The game itself isn't for Florida. Yeah, no shit. It's at the home <laughs> of the Florida Panthers. Um, we don't have any lines to give you. It's at 7 p.m. Fuck it. My pick. Oh, it's a toughie. Florida will be on a back-to-back, correct? Give me Tampa. Uh, Tampa money lines will take a look forward. And maybe potentially the under... I don't know if Vasilevsky has COVID or not, but uh, if he doesn't, give me the under. He does have COVID. Fuck. <laughs> and Brian Elliott. Holy shit. Yeah, he's got play? the COVID bump. He'll be yeah, all right. Give, take that back. Give me the over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first note I have running down here is uh, who fucking knows? Tampa Bay Lightning, I guess. I do like the over, though. Like you said, Vassy and, and Elliott are both on the COVID list. So the Lightning, I think they went with 
with Maxim Legacy in the win against Montreal on Tuesday night. That also game was a 5-4 game. I see another high-scoring game here, especially with Florida on the back-to-back. It won't be Bobrovsky starting. It won't be any NHL goalie starting for the Lightning. So the over here, if it's 5.5, that'll be a gift. If it's 6, I feel like it, that's even great because I could see it being at 6.5, and, and I would still take it. What happened to Brian Elliott? COVID. He's got COVID. Oh, the okay, well, he's not an NHL goalie to begin with, so he's, 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 he's <laughs> correct either way. Okay, uh, for this game, yeah, I, I'd say just uh, oh man, it depends on what happens with the Rangers and Panthers game, but uh, you know, this game's gonna be fierce. You know what? This actually lends credence to my Rangers bet because the Panthers might be looking ahead to the Lightning game. I, I, I even like the, the Rangers, the dog, even better there on Wednesday. Um, because this game is going to be front and center on the Panthers, the little brother to the Lightning big big brother. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, Rangers to the dog there. Maybe they beat the Panthers, and the Panthers they scrape it out, but they're going to lose to the Lightning in overtime. That's my prediction here. I'm not looking at lines here. You know, my skill isn't isn't looking at the lines. You know, I can see where the lines going, but there's no lines, so I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing for this game, boys. <laughs> Joel's fucking Neo in the Matrix, just reading the code, buddy. He's just looking exactly. at the lines. He doesn't even need to see them. He knows what they're good. <laughs> All right. Moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot. We got the Nashville Predators against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Columbus. We got no lines. I've got... Fuck, boys. You know who I'm picking, right? Nashville's coming off a of back-to-back. Columbus is going to thump the fucking shit out of them. Let's go, Blue Jackets. Give me Blue Jackets money line on this game. Yeah, yeah. based off that, I, I kind of have to lean to to the Blue Jackets here with the Predators playing the back-to-back. Columbus does have Boone Jenner, Rasovic, Carlson, Eric Robinson, Andrew Peake, Torrance Copersalo on the COVID list. They're all on the 19th or 20th, though, so they could be cleared to play. They're going to be at home. It's going to be a back-to-back for Nashville, so... I, I, I lean Columbus here. I'm not sure what the line's going to be. Possibly underdogs because the Predators have a good record this season. So if if the Jackets are dogs, you, you got to take them. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Um, same kind of thing. If the Predators playing the Capitals, the Predators lose there. They might be aiming to bounce back here against Columbus, but uh, I think the Predators are the, the better team. Uh, I'm struggling to say they're legit. I almost said it right there, but I'm not there yet. I think that there'll be goals in this one, though. I think the Blue Jackets will want to put on a showing here. <laughs> These games are tough, man. Uh, I would say I lean to the Blue Jackets here just based on the back-to-back because uh, uh, I, I trust D- D- Soros a lot more than David Riddick. Uh, so give me the Blue Jackets here as a, a light lean. I would say uh, make sure you check out the Sports Gun Podcast Slack, sg.pn slash Slack, in the hockey channel to see what our picks are on Thursday for this game. Very good call. Probably should have plugged that before we started the segment. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) All right, moving down again to the 7 p.m. slot here. We have the Montreal Canadiens against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Looks like Montreal Moneyline. I don't even know what it pays off. I don't know why I said that. Force a habit. We got halves against the Canes. Ryan, what do you got for us? 
This is the one game on the slate we can actually kind of handicap because neither of these teams play on Wednesday. So they'll both be um, um, not be on a back-to-back. We did see Montreal here on Tuesday night, lost 5-4 in overtime in Tampa Bay. Carolina is just, Carolina is going to be minus 200, minus 300 in this game. And, and for good reason, I feel like I'm going to take them on. I like them on the puck line. A lot of their wins have been by two goals. The Canadians are just, just horrible. So depending on, I mean, Frederick Anderson's in, in COVID protocols. I'm not sure who they're going to have in net. Probably Ranta. But, uh, Rant is fine, especially against a team like, like Montreal, who also has their, their fair share of, uh, COVID COVID cases. So Carolina won four one in the first meeting. Five of their past six wins have been by two or more goals. So I'm gonna take Hurricanes on the puck line minus one and a half. Probably be around minus one fifteen. I'll, I'll I'll take that. This is where I redeem myself, boys, <laughs> because the Canes are gonna stomp the Canadians in this game. What a hot take there! <laughs> Fuck you, the Canadians. They had their Stanley Cup redux last game against the lightning they came up short they should have won the game but the lightning won with they tied the game with 19 seconds left and won in overtime that's got to be heartbreaking now they go down to carolina that that that's crushing me this is this is their new so-called rival because of the whole social media bullshit going on between the two teams it, it's it's so dumb but uh they are a much inferior team and they are in a emotionally vulnerable spot so i think the Can- canes will dominate them here and uh I'll be looking to parlay the Canes with the next team we're going to be talking about. Ooh, be sure to stay tuned in a minute to find <laughs> out who that's going to be. I'm a, I'm right with you. Give me Carolina puck line. Honestly, the regulation win probably won't even pay off that well either. So give me the puck line. Also, maybe a sneaky play. If the number set at six, I kind of don't hate the under. I don't think Montreal is going to get fucking shit or goal-wise, even if Antiranta is playing in this game. And, like, defensively, Carolina is still looking pretty healthy, all things considered. You know, like, nobody on their defense... I guess Brennan Smith has COVID, but, like, everybody else looks good. Tony D'Angelo doesn't believe in COVID, so he can't get it. <laughs> Ethan Bear looks good. Brett Pesci's ready to go. Brady Sketchy. Like, they're... Jacob Slavin, yeah, they're fine. So if the number set at six, I don't hate the under in this game. If it's at five point five, I might be a little bit hesitant. But yeah, give me a give me Carolina puck line for sure. And moving down to the seven thirty p.m. slate here, we have the Buffalo Sabers against the New York Islanders. Game itself is in New York at the USB UBS Arena, whatever the fuck it's called. Buffalo on a back to back here. Fuck, this game sucks. I I guess Islanders money line, maybe. I'm just gonna read off my notes I have here and then pass it to Joel because we all know he's gonna just rave about the Islanders. Uh, my first <laughs> note is ooh. My second note is <laughs> Islanders have Bavillier, Clutterbuck, Parise, Wallstrom, Brock Nelson all on the COVID list. Um, this game, it would not surprise me if it gets canceled. Their Wednesday game against the Red Wings was canceled due to them having too many players in protocol. So sure, I lean the Islanders. The Sabres suck, but I wouldn't be surprised if this, this game doesn't happen. You know what? The Islanders, they might have a lot of uh, casualties to COVID stuff and other bullshit, but you know what? It's a hive mind, right? Lou, Lou Lamorello, he's got a he's got a culture growing here, right? It's like a, it's like a, a Zerg, Zerg colony, right? It's all about the, the hive mind, and these guys 
have all bought in, and it doesn't matter if there's one guy out. There's a bunch more who's going to step in, and this is exactly what's going to happen, especially against a weak Sabres team who have like a lot more out than the Islanders do. So I love the Islanders in the spot. I'm hoping for a good line based on a few injuries that the Islanders have, or COVID injuries, whatever you call them. Um, even without Parise, Clutterbuck, Falstrom, Bouvillier, you know, they got Matt Barzal back. Yeah, Islanders all over in this spot. I would take them on the puck line, but you know what I said in the previous game? I will take them parlayed with the Hurricanes. That would be my lock for Thursday. Hurricanes, Islanders, got both win on the money line. It should be plus money. If not, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it will be plus money, so bet that. <laughs> I just don't understand your obsession with the Islanders. I, I really don't. It, it it cracks me up every time. I enjoy it's it. It's a culture thing, man. I Good love culture. Team, team over individual. And that's what Lou Amarillo is building there. I love it. It's an old school stuff, man. <laughs> you don't understand it out there in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving down to the 7.30 p.m. slate. Or not 7.30. Fuck me. Moving down to the 10 p.m. slate here. We got the Calgary Flames against the Seattle Kraken. Seattle on the second night of the back-to-back. The game itself is in Seattle. Calgary by a million. If the puck line's minus 1.5, fuck, I wish you could like bet it out to minus 2.5 or some shit. If somehow you can find a book and you can find that, hammer it. Probably not going to happen, though. So give me Calgary puck line, minus 1.5. Also, live bet the shit out of this game. Calgary's going to be like minus 150, minus 160, if that. Like the odds, the odds makers fucking love the Kraken for no reason. It'll be a back-to-back for them after 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 a big blowout loss to the Flyers, so that maybe that'll impact the pack the line. But credit to the Flames, they they had a big COVID breakout prior to the pause. They were one of the teams that kind of had their games postponed, and now no one's on the list. So they're kind of firing on all cylinders. It'll be a back-to-back for the Kraken without a few of their defensemen. So yeah, I, I love the Flames here. Maybe maybe a Flames Hurricanes parlay. I uh, kind of like the Kraken in this spot, but I, I would wait until the <laughs> the last minute. What do you mean, what? <laughs> I'd wait the last minute because I think that the the line will go against the Kraken in the spot just because I think the Flyers will win on Wednesday and the Kraken will win on Thursday uh, because the, the Kraken goalies are both the same in my eyes, whether it's Grubauer or Drieger uh, and the Flames. You know, if they don't have marks and firing all cylinders, if he's not rock solid, a brick wall, I don't think that they're an elite team. So I, I don't mind the Kraken here in this spot, depending on the line. But again, you know, with these back-to-back games, it's tough. But at this point, I would lean to the Kraken, waiting to the last minute and firing on them. All right, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. slate here. We have the Philadelphia Flyers on the second night of a back-to-back against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. Ryan, take it away, bud. Uh, you're not getting a beer crack here. You're not getting any sort of excitement. <laughs> Carter Hart's on the COVID list. You're either getting Martin Jones on back-to-back nights or you're getting Felix Sandstrom making his NHL debut. Uh, Sandstrom, I believe, has an 886 safe percentage in the AHL. Let me just check that real quick. 896, sorry. 896 safe percentage. Uh, last season, he had a 903. Season before that, he had an 885 in the ECHL. So I have very little confidence in the Flyers to win in San Jose even though the San Jose Sharks didn't really do too well against the Coyotes. They got outshot 46-27, 1-8-7 in a shootout. So this is a game where 
take the over 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 six possibly over six and a half yeah it don't look the same way uh the sharks clearly they can't defend allowing uh seven goals of the coyotes here tonight um yeah and uh if if there's a goalie worse than Martin Jones, then you definitely want to double down on the over. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got to say for this game. Uh, I don't know. No, this is a this is a bit of a shit show, especially with everything Ryan said. I'm kind of with Joel. I have no fucking clue. Give me the over. Like San Jose sucks. I know they scored seven goals tonight, but fuck, they only got 27 shots. That's not that great. Good luck doing that twice in a row. But hey. Fuck it, Philly on a back-to-back, new kid in net. Give me the over. We'll take it, whatever it is. And finally, moving down again to our last game of the night at 10.30, we have the Vancouver Canucks against the Los Angeles Kings. Game itself is in L.A. Joel, bring us home here, bud. Once again, we got on the back-to-back situation, so again, I recommend waiting till Wednesday's conclusion before betting this game, especially no lines out. I can't tell you where the line's going to go because they don't have them. Um, Kings are off a uh, disappointing loss here to the Knights. They came out really flat. Uh, and the King, they uh, let in some bad goals early on. Jonathan Quick didn't help them. Defense was shitty. Uh, but the the Canucks, yeah, coming off a of back-to-back here. Fuck. <laughs> it's going to be Yaroslav Halak here. I, I don't know what to think about this game. Um. I would lean to what is the Kings here strong, actually. Uh, even though the Canucks, I think, will lose that game. I, I don't think that this Boudreaux syndrome will continue. I think that it falls here flat. I think they lose both these games, to be honest. So uh, I would say they lose to the Canucks or the Ducks on Wednesday, and they lose to the Kings on Thursday. So, yeah, they're going to lose to both games. So give me the Kings on Thursday as well. Yeah, this is tough to handicap here. The, the Canucks won the first matchup at home 4 nothing on December 6th. So it's not too long ago, but also with the pause and everything, there's you can't. I don't know if you can even factor that in. Vancouver won plenty in a row before the break, but they're going to have a loss in Anaheim, we think, on, on Wednesday night. Uh, the Kings did not play well in against Vegas, like, like Joel said. So I could see the Kings on on one day rest, kind of coming out and and beating the beating the Canucks. Uh, Canucks on on back second half back to back. They're one and two this season. Their one win did come in the last situation, which actually was no, that was hold on, that was LA. They 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 lost three two in Boston. Then the next night they went into Montreal and won two one, which isn't really an impressive win. So yeah, only until the Kings, but I'll have to wait to see what the line is and see what happens Wednesday night. All right, gentlemen, I got a couple picks here. I'm going to be channeling the gambling gods and the hockey gods here for a little bit of birthday luck for my boy. I'm liking the draw. I got a feeling this game's going to overtime. The draw might be big. Both these teams, Vancouver's currently 28th in league goal scoring, and uh, Los Angeles is right in front of them at 27th. So they're pretty evenly matched in that sense. Their uh, their penalty kills are both god fucking awful. I'm liking the draw here. It's probably going to be paying off. I don't know, plus two fifty. Who fucking knows? Maybe plus something in the twos there. I'm leaning towards that, and I also do like the under a little bit here too. Whatever the under might be. So those are going to be my plays, and goddamn, I'm hoping to get a little bit of luck on that one. 
Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web application, you can access a demo of their app, which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io, today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app. And don't forget, make sure you head over to prizepicks.com and get signed up today to get that 100% deposit bonus using promo code SGP. All right, boys, that uh, that pretty much covers up our Thursday slate here. We're sorry that we didn't have uh, the actual lines out, but fuck, not much you can really do about it. It's 3 a.m. the day before they're going to be playing the games, and if they don't want to release them, what the hell can you do? Uh, we'll jump into our mortal locks, dogs, and totals. We did touch on the beginning of the show that we uh, we're gonna start keeping track of our of our uh, our lock bets. Uh, Joel, how do we currently stand, bud? Well, telling you at the uh, the Minnesota Wild for your lock last episode of the NHL at minus one fifty five. You lost that one minus two units, bud. Ooh. But you did get the Blue Jackets plus one thirty five. I can't remember who they were playing, but good for you on that one. <laughs> and uh, you lost your total, though, at under five and a half in the Boston-Calgary game. Minus 125. So that brings you down to minus 1.65 units. And, uh, Ryan, I got worse news for you. <laughs> you got the <laughs> Rangers for your lock. Minus 140. Ducks for your dog. Plus 125. And the Devils, Islanders, under five and a half, minus 120. So... All those failed, so minus four units for you, but <laughs> myself and the others. And the Knights, minus 130 with my lock. Senators, plus 180 for my dog. But I missed on the Capitals, Savers, over five and a half, minus 120. Missed that one. So that brings us to Talon, minus 1.65 units. Ryan, minus four units. And myself, plus 2.34 units. So uh, let's head straight into our current locks. Dogs and totals. Town, kick it away. All right, we'll jump right in here. And uh, worth noting, too, uh, for our locks, they're worth two units, and dogs and totals are each worth one. Uh, for my lock here, boys, do I even have to fucking say it? <laughs> we mentioned the Quack Palace earlier. If the Quack fucking champions are playing a fucking game in the Quack Palace, this fucking quackhead's going to be on them. Give me the Anaheim Ducks money line minus 120 versus the fucking Canucks. They're going to kick the shit out of them. It kind of sucks that there's no Trevor Zegers, but hey, it is what it is. I'm liking this team. I have confidence in my boys. Ducks minus 120. That's my lock. For my dog, New York Rangers money line plus 135 versus Florida. We talked about it earlier. No Jonathan Huberter playing for, for, for Florida. Shesterkin's been pretty fucking hot lately. 
I'm liking that play. Looks like the line's moving. Raiders were saying this. <laughs> New York Raiders I'll give you a pass on 40. Pass <laughs> <laughs> on 40. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it, bud. Um, and for my total, I brought it up earlier on the show. I got the under 5.5 in the Nashville-Washington game at plus 100. Might be a bit of a surprise for some people. I feel like this is one you'll know after the first period. I feel like there's either going to be three goals scored in the first period. It'll be 2-1 either way going into the intermission, or it'll be nothing-nothing. After the first, you should have an idea, but I'm liking the under 5.5. All right. Uh, I'm hoping to redeem myself after going 0 for 3 on the uh, when we started keeping track, which is very convenient for Joel being in the lead here. I uh, my told lock. you all before we started. <laughs> Uh, for, for my lock for my lock this episode, I'm going with the Capitals and minus 150. They're kind of the only favorite here I like on this slate. I don't think the Predator is going to be kind of, especially without Roman Yossi, they're not going to be up there. So if we have the Capitals at home, minus 150. My dog, you, you already know, Philadelphia Flyers, plus 115 in Seattle. They're going to go in there, just absolutely dominate. Give, give me a win there. And then for my total, I'm taking the Rangers and Panthers under six at minus 105. I'm seeing that up to under six at six and a half on other books right now. So I like the under six a lot though. So get under six, you got Sturkin versus Bobrovsky Two Russian net minders going to be a, a good goalie game there. This fucking guy trying to sneak a half point in here. Eh? <laughs> for myself, I'll go with the uh, total for my lock. We'll give the Oilers blues over six at minus one thirty. I think that's a great bet because both teams can score and both teams can lead goals, especially uh, given their goaltenders in that Bennington has not been, uh, up to his standards a couple of years ago, he's, he's he's more like more or less treading water from last season. Um, and of course, Koskinen, he's a hit or miss. I prefer to play the miss on this one. At the same time, though, I'll take Edmonton plus one ten because we got the healthy guys going in with the Blues. A lot of them on COVID. Um, I think that the the Oilers star players matter a lot more than the. The blue star players, it doesn't matter who is missing on the depth charge. And for the total, I will go with the Ducks and the Canucks over five and a half at plus 100. I think that both teams are looking to score these days. These are no longer the the times of when uh, they, they both play under games. Um, they've got both good goaltenders, I will admit that, but uh, both offenses are firing in all cylinders. So even without Zegers in there, uh, I will take the over half and a half at plus 100. All right, gentlemen, not bad at all, not bad at all. Though I am kind of putting you guys on the spot here right now, but we do have uh, three World Junior games tomorrow. Uh, looks like the first one we have is Finland versus Czech Republic at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Finland in regulation, paying off minus 160. Czech Republic looks like plus 500. The puck line currently handicapped, uh, minus 1.5, is paying off minus 130 for Finland to win by two. I don't hate that, especially as a guy that has a Finland future on this tournament here. Yeah, it looks like Finland beat Germany 3-1. They beat Austria 7-1. Czechia lost 6-3 to Canada. 2-1 2-1 to Germany. Big, big win for uh, Joel's Germans there in overtime. So, yeah, Finland, what, minus one and a half? I, I like that a lot. Minus one and a half, minus 125. Yeah, give me that. Uh, Finland are a team that usually grind grind things out. They're they're already a defensive team. Uh, I don't trust them to, to win on the puck line, but they might against the Czech Republic. You know, they didn't look too good against Germany. 
But Talon, you said you bet Finland? Tell me you I bet did. Canada as well. I did it, man. I was looking and it took Finland seven to one. Wow. I know. What a traitor. I, the value wasn't there for Canada for a future bet, you know? Like, I don't know. Although I, I will say I did have the minus nine and a half against Austria today and they only won by nine. So I was pretty fucking pissed off about that. That's what you get, man. <laughs> bet them to win the whole thing. Come on. Where's your, where's your maple leaf now? I'm sorry, but I'll tell you what, two of my Maple Leafs are on uh, Team Finland there, so keep that in mind. (laughs) Trust Toronto over Canada, I see you, I see you. Yeah, yeah, Finland, bet them in regulation, minus 235, I trust that more. Uh, Chucks are are feisty. Yeah, I don't have anything for this one, but another thing too is that did the United States cancel this game too? Did they forfeit this as well? I mean, that, that puts them in a very... Difficult spot if they have to cancel two games, and I don't know if they if they have to win the last game or or what to make it through the semifinals. I think it's as long as Slovakia doesn't beat Russia or Switzerland or Switzerland, which they shouldn't. I don't think Slovakia. Mm. They we that was a good game. Slovakia Sweden though it was three nothing. I, I got three and a half. Joel, you had two and a half, I believe. Tough loss for you, but. Fuck you, <laughs> Joel. What do you think about the about the under and under five and a half in the, in the uh, Czechia Finland game? Oh, yeah. if, if if Finland kind of grinds it out, yeah, like a like a three two win there. Hell yeah, yeah, minus one seven. I like that a lot. All right, mm-hmm. not bad, not bad. Uh, looks like four thirty. We got Russia Slovakia. Uh, Russia paying off. Looks like minus one. Fuck, I'm trying to find a line here. I'm just assuming minus two twenty. 225, yeah. 225. Uh, eh. I mean, Slovakia kind of looked like shit when I watched them, but Russia, truth be told, hasn't looked that great either. Maybe throw a reverse puck line in on Slovakia, plus 1.5, paying off minus 130. Might be a tight bet. I don't know. I don't really love that, but might be worth throwing something in on. Yeah, under 6.5, maybe worth a look to. Russia scored three goals against Sweden, only four goals against Switzerland. So you could see another another 4-2 win here for Russia. I kind of like the over six here, actually, based on what I've seen at both goaltenders. Um, Askarov has not lived up to the hype so far. And uh, what I saw from the Slovakian goaltender was not good. Uh, that's why Sweden <laughs> won that game. Uh, he was totally outmatched by Jesper Volstead, the fucking Minnesota Wild goalie. Uh, so I, I would lean to the over in this one just because uh, I think both teams have the potential to score. Uh, we saw that that Mits Mitsayev or whatever his name is with Russia. He he scored a hell of a goal the other day. Um, I would lean to the over in this one. But uh, going back to the the lines here, it's funny the the Canadian lines or the books here. They they always show the regulation bets. They don't really give you the money lines. So that's that's what we're seeing kind of, kind of a different lines here compared to the Americans. Like mm. every book I go to, like the first the first lines they show, it's like soccer bets, right? They got the you got the the wins and the draws. Um, but yeah, over six would be my bet in the Russia Slovakia game. All right, and then moving down to the seven p.m. slot, we got Canada versus Germany here. Something I'm eyeing up is Canada puck line at minus five and a half. So Canada to win by six. Currently paying off minus one thirty is what I'm looking at. I kind of think uh, Germany is getting a little bit of a bump here because of that win they had against the Czechs. So I don't I don't hate Canada going in there and just thumping the fucking shit out of them and winning by six. 
They only lost three one to 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 your uh, your Finns though. So I mean five and a half, especially with uh, Canada kind of on a back to back there. Could could see some get up by three or four goals and kind of just coast. Yeah, maybe they're a juggernaut though, bud. The back to back hat tricks in two games against shit teams. That's true. Oh fuck you, Germans are not a shit team. Uh, we're gonna show <laughs> it this game. Uh, uh, I love plus five and a half here. It only minus one oh seven here. It's a tough call though. I mean Canada are a juggernaut, I will admit that. Owen Powers has been the best player in the tournament so far. We saw Connor Bedard score a fucking beautiful hat trick. He's gonna be the next Connor McDavid. Canada's just stacked top to bottom. The goaltending though is a bit of a question. <laughs> like every year there's there's no really elite Canada, Canadian goaltender, so that might be a little bit of a question mark going forward for this game. I think the Germans can keep it somewhat close. I like the five and a half at only minus one and seven. Um, we got the Florian Kraus little guy for Germany as the captain. I don't like a little guy for the captain, but <laughs> he's been awesome. So I can't dispute his skill. Um, so I, I like five and a half here with the Germans. Uh, but yeah, Canada to win it all. Fuck y'all. All right, guys, that covers the slate we got for, uh, what's the date today? Fucking the 29th of December, whatever day it is, Tuesday, I don't know, Wednesday, I guess. <laughs> um, we say it every show, everybody go check out the Sports Gaming Podcast Network website. Uh, we brought it up at the beginning of uh, the beginning of the show today. If you're looking to kind of maybe throw some bets in on some sports that you're not that, you know, knowledgeable about, they have everything you need there. They can give you some, uh, some good insight, lots of good articles out there too, so you get some information behind the picks. And uh, it'll show you a lot of other cool kick-ass podcasts under the network that can give you some awesome information too to check out. So go to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And of course, if you're not in the fucking Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group by now, how many times do we got to tell you? Join the Slack group. Join the hockey channel. Come in, have the fun. I want to see the group quacking for this duck game tomorrow. They're my fucking mortal lock. I need all the help we can get. That group better be fired the fuck up. Shout out to all of our pals in the Slack group. Yeah, and you know, if if you didn't kind of listen to the last episode, it came out kind of around Christmas, you know, the holidays and stuff, and there were no games going on, go ahead back and, and check that one out. There was a lot of good long-term stuff there. We kind of went through each division and whatnot. We did a, a fun Stanley Cup draft at the end, kind of gave some insight and thoughts into almost, not, not every team, but like every division and what, what's going on. So definitely go back and check that out. And also, if you're still listening, make sure you check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow to the Hockey Gambling Podcasts on Apple, that's sg.pn slash hockey. On Spotify, that's sg.pn slash hockey s. Go ahead, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review, and let us know what you think. All right, guys, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you'll still find me freezing my balls off and looking for these damn lines. <laughs> All right, peace.